Sustainably Influenced, the podcast guiding you through the minefield of sustainability with your hosts Charlotte Williams and Bianca Foley. This season we are deep diving into the relationship between fashion and sustainability, discussing everything from intersectionality to tech-led innovations in the industry and what consumers can do to make a real positive impact. There are many ways that eco-conscious fashion lovers keep their closets low impact, and fashion rental is just one of them. A few months back, Bianca held an IGTV discussing how ethical fashion rental is, as there are a number of articles that were released recently discussing this very matter. For today's episode, we will be discussing why, in fact, fashion rental is a positive way to consume, and how mainstream retailers can pivot into non-traditional routes to market with Victoria Prue, the co-founder and CEO of Her the fashion marketplace changing the way we wear. Her aims to address an underserved market of women who want access to the latest trends without the commitment of purchase. Prue is the first to tap into the growing market, spearheading rental fashion and shifts in millennial behaviour. Thank you both so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Same. So let's get into it. Fashion rental is taking over the UK by storm and we have seen a number of platforms popping up. Sustainability is at the forefront of what you do. So how do you ensure that your business maintains the highest standards of customer service whilst also maintaining your ethic? Yeah, it's a great question to kick off with. I think if you're a consumer-facing business, you have to be customer-obsessed, and that is what I really hope we are at her. So I guess our whole mission and the reason I get out of bed every morning is because I'm trying to change the way that people wear clothes, and I want to redefine ownership more broadly. And obviously, rental is a part of that. It's not the one solution, as I'm sure we'll come on to discuss, but I really feel like the rental revolution is only just beginning, and obviously, it's a really exciting stage for us to be spearheading that. So to, I guess, answer your question more specifically about balancing sustainability, customer service, and also the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, this comes down to us being completely customer obsessed and having the customer at the heart of everything we do. So we always joke in the office, the the good, bad, the ugly, we want all of that feedback because it makes us better as a business, whether that is discussions around our packaging, what works, what doesn't work, around our eco-friendly dry cleaning partnership with Oxwash, which I can definitely talk more about because I know you guys are fans too it is our customer that is feeding back that information in real time as you know tens of thousands of uh, rentals go through our platform we're getting better data better insights and a better understanding of what our customer wants and I think that's probably the most exciting part of our business trying to marry up our, our mission which I feel incredibly strongly about with our customer not everything always goes right, but um, I, I feel like we're hopefully on to the next big thing. It's fantastic. And I'm glad that you mentioned Oxwash because, as you know, yeah, we're big fans. And yeah. it was great to record with them two seasons ago, last season, last season. Yeah, and we even quoted yeah. Oxwash. We did a talk for the Cheltenham Literature Festival, just plug that. And we quoted some yeah. tips that we learned from that from episode. Kyle, yeah, it's, and yeah, I went good. down to the actual lagoon in Battersea and... It was amazing. I was completely blown away by how it works there. So it's really good that you mentioned that because it is a really, really incredible partnership because it just goes to show that with the rental side of things where I've spoken previously, I don't know who's listening or where they're listening from, but I've spoken numerous times about how you don't have to be dry cleaning everything. So it's good to just know that there are green cleaners or eco-friendly dry cleaners. I don't know how to quite uh, determine, but that can make it... um, 
that can that means that your clothes will be cleaned in a way that is low impact on the environment. Yeah, absolutely. I think pretty early on in my her journey, for me, it's not good enough just to run a sustainable business that hopefully extends the lifespan of clothes. I want to turn every single part of our business inside out. And dry cleaning is one of the most fundamental cleaning, uh, so to speak, is one of the most fundamental issues and parts of the end to end rental journey. So to be partnered with Oxwash is great. I sit very closely with uh, their CEO, Kyle. And in real time, we're trying to work out how we dry clean thousands of garments a day. And I think one of the most interesting things I've learned in the last year, year and a half, two years, is that actually there's nothing dry about dry cleaning at all. It's all wet cleaning. And I really feel that consumers don't really have that much of an understanding around the actual horrible chemicals that go into dry cleaning purposes and methods and processes. And Oxwash 100% are redefining that. They are the leaders in their field. So it's a really exciting part of our business. Definitely. Moving on, I just want to talk about a report that's come out. So a report by the World Economic Forum suggests that the term circular economy is being misused in the rental space. How, in your opinion, is this finding misleading to consumers? So I think it's misleading because rental is not powering the circular economy. Rental is very much part of the circular economy. When we talk about the circular economy, it's actually kind of lots of R's. So you've got rental, you've got repair, you've got resale, you've got upcycling, repair. Like There are so many parts of what makes the circular economy. Do I think that rental is a tick box solution that is going to solve fashion's sustainability problem? Absolutely not. Do I think it's a great alternative that everyone should be looking at trialing as part of their day-to-day wardrobe absolutely so I think that's the real clear distinction rental and changing and redefining ownership so whether Bianca has a dress for 10 days or 100 days but doesn't technically own it that's what I find most fascinating about the redefining ownership and circular economy so the answer to your question is rental is a small part of the solution and I see if you ask me where I think this is all going in the next two, five, ten years, I think we're going to see a big convergence where there is going to be a few models that do all the R's under one roof. So can you resell your stock through her? Can you rent stock through her? I'd love to partner with Sojo, who I think is one of the most exciting businesses in this space trying to repair. Shout out to Josephine. <laughs> For me, it's a really 360 approach that, that I want to be taking as we seek to redefine ownership more generally, I think. I think that's a really great answer because I think so many people do think of rental as being the part of circular economy that is the top part. And it's not. It's just another part of this circle of things that are working together to create that circular economy. I think what is happening here is a bit of the patriarchy coming in, in the sense that human founders are really pushing this like, amazing part of the circular economy. And rather than celebrating it, we're seeing people actually just putting it down. And we see a lot of that in the sustainability space, yeah. in that you're doing something and it's not seen as good enough because it's not solving the whole problem. But unfortunately, people forget that the problem can only be solved by leaders and government and policy and it can't be sold by someone renting a dress but it can be helped and mindsets can be changed and I think that's something that we really need to note is that the rental part of this fashion world is doing its bit for the secular economy and I just hate that that article even that headline exists because it just shows how damaging the press can be to the sustainability movement because it's just putting 
one part down that's actually doing really well. Yeah, I think for us, it's been a fascinating three and a bit year journey for me where we've taken rental from a concept that everyone had never really heard of three and a half years ago. And now, as we know, fast fashion is on the front page of every newspaper. We've taken our brand partnerships in the last year and a half from four brands to 90 brands that we're powering exclusive rental platforms for. So I think sustainability is moving from a kind of tick box CSR, can we get some great press, to actually is rental going to drive revenue for my company? And to your point, Charlotte, there's only so far we can get if it's a tick box. If I can prove and how I spend most of my days is proving to very senior people that rental is a fundamental part and shift that is happening with the Gen Zs and the millennials really driving this movement. It's a business not to be underestimated. We run a full revenue business that absolutely has a huge mission. But I think that's one of the most exciting changes I'm seeing in real time and I think the more we can do to get the bigger brands to sign up to it quicker rather than kind of consider it in five to seven years that's where I find most excitement in my (laughs) day-to-day. It's really incredible that it's only been three and a bit years and Mm. you've already had so many amazing partnerships. Yeah I'm just I didn't realize I thought why did I think it was like coming up to five years already but I think it's because wow. you did Selfridges really early on though, didn't yeah. you? We did, yeah. So we partnered with Selfridges for the first time in February 2019. So literally four to six weeks before COVID, the dreaded sea world hit the world. And I remember vividly in the first two weeks we were trading, we rented every single dress on the shop floor in Selfridges. And we had these incredible stories of girls running out of Selfridges in a sequin Rixo backless dress off to a date night. And it was just the most crazy thing. And now we're up to pre-COVID revenues and pre-COVID transactions in store. It's been so nice to see that real life go back to normal where people are literally, I mean, we had a a bride on, on Saturday come into Selfridges, ran in and she said to one of our team, um, I'm literally flying out to my wedding tonight. I haven't got a dress. It's tomorrow. We were like, okay. <laughs> um, so, um, next year, give me, give me more than two hours warning and we can make miracles happen. So that's the part I think is, is most exciting. It's like, actually that's seeing that real time change. That's why, why we all you know go to work every day, I guess. Exactly. Also, just a note that I went to get my 30th birthday dress from her but my birthday was the week of lockdown so (laughs) I actually didn't get to I was like choosing my dress and then I was like not sure if I was going to do anything because things were looking a bit weird and then I got COVID and then lockdown happened and then I wasn't able to wear my dress so I still haven't I'm now 31 and I still haven't had my 30th birthday so we were really really impressed by the her partnership with Selfridges which has led to them offering rental across much more of their range. How can other large traditional brick and mortar stores begin to integrate fashion rental into their offering? Yeah, so it's a great question. I think it's probably forms part of a, a wider question about how can big businesses that are slightly slow to adopt or slow to innovate actually access talent? And, and my number one answer for this is pilot everything. So there is so much innovation in this space, as you guys know, whether that's Oxwash, whether that is Sojo, whether that is her, the restory doing bag repairs. And um, rather than companies building this in-house just pilot everything partner with a startup partner with the innovative company that's trying to solve the problem rather than looking to buy it in-house and I think one of the key learnings from a year and a half into our relationship with Selfridges is the power of a loud voice Selfridges and their yellow bags and their incredible brand that has been I think at the forefront of championing every kind of model of circularity it's incredible when they shout about fashion rental as part of their business now the impact that has in real time you know every time 
and they post to their million wide audience on Facebook, we see a direct correlation with rentals. And I think that's been the big step change for me. It's taking rental from a kind of small concept where a few people are talking about to really on a central and yet global stage. So my advice would be for any retailer looking into the spaces rather than sitting around a table working out how to build a rental platform how to build a resale business how to authenticate luxury goods there are an amazing whole range of companies that are trying to tackle that problem from reform to restory to her as i mentioned so i'd say trying to access that in a smarter way is a much quicker way to market yeah i totally agree with that we've discussed that with josephine from sojo last season i want to say we actually posted that stupid video and i was trying to talk about was it jessica simpson yeah i used jessica simpson as an example head to our instagram to to see that video i was basically saying so many businesses and things in general exist yeah and it really blows my mind that people are always trying to reinvent the world when actually there's so many great companies out there that you can just partner with and i think that's where a lot of brands go wrong and if we look at the likes of like Pretty Little Thing and Boohoo. The reason why they get so much stick, not only just because they're not, because they're awful, but it's also because if you look at the designs that they're creating, rather than like partnering with the people that they're actually ripping off, they choose to just rip them off. And actually they could just pay someone to just come in and Be create. A designer. Yeah. And there's so many businesses, large and small, that are, are doing that. And it's just like, just find someone who's already doing it and pay them definitely you know collaboration it's key like it's it's more than a trend it's what keeps businesses going yeah for sure I I think you're completely right and I think it's kind of twofold I think I'm probably the annoying person in the inbox of everyone that's important in retail saying give me a chance send me a hundred dresses I can prove rental is the next big thing but it's a really fine line in terms of being really annoying versus actually proving that we can be a really fundamental part in a business and I think of course as you mentioned there's a long way to go but the bit that excites me about the future of fashion and, and it gives me hope more than anything is the fact that there are so many incredible brands and and companies and, and tech platforms that are actually trying to make the world a better place and I think The reason why rental has boomed so quickly in the UK is because we know that Gen Z's specifically vote with their pound. They are trying much more to back value-based companies. And I always say the consumer has the ability to change how the world works with with every pound they spend. It shows which companies they want to back. And I think that's really powerful. And I wish that everyone in the world saw it that way a tiny bit more because you can choose to back a fast fashion giant or to back an incredible independent designer who is trying her hardest or or their hardest to create an incredible brand and business so I think that's one of the most interesting shifts that we actually saw accelerate over lockdown where actually there was as as you both know a massive shift towards like made to order fashion some of our most successful brands that were rented over COVID were like Isla Risa an incredible brand bag that's handmade Kai Collective Olivia Rose label those kind of brands so I think we're hopefully along the right track but anything we can all be doing to accelerate that is is no bad thing. Just going off of like our scripted questions for a second I'm just interested based on what you were talking about with seeing the direct correlation between Selfridges for instance posting on their socials and then seeing the the at the rate of rental go up for yourselves are there any brands that still that you've approached to maybe partner with obviously not naming names that maybe have still not got the idea of what rental is about and do they think that it's maybe cheapening the brand almost by having it so accessible 
Absolutely. We only power 90 brands. So, I mean, when I say only, we've got some of the biggest and best names in the business, Nanushka, Bash, Pinko, Vampire's Wife, that have been super forward thinking. That's certainly not not the case across the board. I think it kind of is chicken and egg when you start getting a few great brands that builds the other brands. But to answer your question, the, the number one, I think, key learning that, that I take away every time we get a no or a not yet is the kind of perception that rental cannibalizes sales, which it absolutely does not. And the runway, which is now a 10 year old business has proven uh, over a number of years um, and to an incredible success that rental does not cannibalize a brand sales. What rental does is open up a new customer. And we see that I want her to be a discovery platform where Bianca can rent an Isla Reese bag for the first time, where Charlotte can go on and discover Kai Collective. And she might never have heard of them before. And then she falls in love with the brand and chooses to actually invest in that brand over a longer period of time. That for me makes me tick. And I think the answer is there. <laughs> lots of brands that I'm desperate to get to do rental that I think just need to be handheld through that process. Very rarely do we get flat nose. More often than not, we get a, can I understand more about it? And that education for for me and, and my brand and fashion team is the most important part of what we're doing because we have to respect a brand's positioning and, and what their concerns are and work out how we can translate an incredibly successful fashion brand to a rental offering that we know is really going to resonate with, with the her customer and also their existing customer. So it's a very fine line, but I'm hoping in terms of the chicken and egg, we're, we're more at the chicken phase <laughs> where hopefully there are going to be lots of ducklings running around and lots of more brands launching ahead of Christmas. <laughs> it's something that's been on my mind where I've been thinking about rental and thinking, are there still brands that are really just dead against it because they just think that it's going to take away from those sales? But if anything, thinking about myself as a consumer, whenever I rent anything, it's really hard to send it back because you want to keep it. Oh, and I God, think yeah. the amount of times I've nearly gone and bought a dress just because I've rented it and loved it. And I thought to myself, this is so interesting. It's opening up a whole new customer base for mm. a lot of these brands where people may not have seen that it's worth the investment or may not have been within their reach before. Every time somebody wears an item of clothing, they're essentially advertising the brand. So why would brands not want them to be out yeah, and about? Yeah, it's it? another moment of discovery. Mm. It's you're able to try a brand that you might not necessarily have liked looking at them in a shop you might not have seen them and thought yeah I want this one or I guess known about their sizing whether or not it it fits or I don't know there's so many things that might not necessarily have triggered you to want to purchase from the brand then when you see it on a rental site when it's peer-to-peer especially you're looking at other people wearing it not just a model someone who looks like you, who's your size, who has worn it, you're like, yeah, I could wear that. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's how I'd style it. And I think also one of the big pluses for brands, as well as you know, kind of cold-hearted revenue, it is that kind of post-rental feedback. So for a lot of our brands, we're, we're feeding them back real-time data. And as we all know, we live in a world where data is really, really super valuable. So we, longer term, are feeding back to our brands certain fabrics that don't stand up to the dry cleaning and wet cleaning and ozone process when, when it gets put through our end-to-end logistics process. Certain brands that come up big, rather than small and we're feeding all of this data about what customers think about a brand to the brand directly in the hope that it means that x brand can create better 
quality clothes that have less fit returns and also that can stand the test of time because frankly we all want to live in a world where if you are choosing to invest in a dress you know you can rent it you know to other people but also you can wear it hundreds of times yourself and it's not going to fall apart so I see that data play as on par with as valuable as we can be to a brand as well as obviously launching their rental platform making it easy and the revenue part as well. Her is primarily a peer-to-peer rental service meaning that you as the lender are responsible for organising transport, packaging, cleaning, etc. Some of the issues associated with fashion rental that were highlighted in the report are packaging and transport. How can users of the platform ensure that they're being as low impact as possible. So to address the report that came out, there are two or three key assumptions of that report. One of them was that someone gets in a car and drives door to door their rental. And the second big assumption was that the number one rented item is denim or jeans, which is absolutely not the case. So absolutely, the whole part of our peer-to-peer business, which is an incredibly important part of our business, we don't touch the garments because when we get involved in that process, it adds another leg to that journey. So pre-COVID, a really high percentage of our peer-to-peer lenders actually met up in person so that they didn't have two courier items left, right and centre, which obviously goes against everything we're trying to do. So that pickup is starting to come back to real life now. In terms of the logistics, the really unsexy stuff, we have for our lenders specific dry cleaning codes that means that they can opt to dry clean peer-to-peer their items through Oxwash, who we know we rate and we trust. That's a really important part of our business. And then the third add-on that we have given to our lenders is the ability for them to buy repacks through our platform platform. So for those that don't know what what repack is, they are basically reusable packaging that can go back and forth up to 30 to 35 times. So yes, obviously peer-to-peer is hands-off, which means we can't always control what that experience looks like. But what we can do is give all of our lenders the tools within our toolbook to help them facilitate rentals in the best way possible. So when I receive a peer-to-peer item, it doesn't come in a black gaffer taped up bin bag like some of the items I bought from various peer-to-peer resale sites and that we can control it a bit more with things like repack and oxwash which are really really important parts of our business that's incredible i didn't realize that you were selling the repack bags because i love them and i've tried to buy them but you can't buy them on their website as a normal consumer i think you can buy like their test pack which is like two two very tiny bags but i think that they're fantastic because i think a lot of different rental platforms are starting to use them now and it's they're great because you can use them they say 30 to 35 times but I feel like then you might actually get more use out of them even after that. And it reduces your plastic consumption. Yeah, people should be buying them. A lot of my audience, I know for definite, they are getting into rental and I've been having a lot of really valuable... because you talk about uh, it all the time. All the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love me some rental. Yeah. But I've been having some really valuable conversations with my audience about it lately. And a lot of people are saying things like they never thought about doing it before because they thought, oh, I don't really be, want to be renting something just for the night or just for a weekend, I was like, but you can do for two weeks. Oh, but the cost, and my thing is, I will always talk about the various different rental platforms that I use based on what I think that they're good for. Mm. So there's different ones that are more for like everyday wear. I mean, I don't rent from high street ones normally, but I've heard a couple of friends that are using it and they really, really rate the service. So I'll say to somebody, oh, if this isn't within your price range, why don't you try this? You can hop in, hop out, like one of those old school opt-in, opt-out kind of service, which is great. And I think it gives people that versatility that they require, but minimises the consumption, which is the whole point at the end of the day. So thinking about the future, which is, this is a question you probably get asked a lot. What is next for fashion rental? 
and how can the industry further lessen its impact and further promote sustainable consumption? I think I probably touched upon this earlier, but for me, sustainability and fashion rental as a concept isn't a conversation or a kind of behaviour shift I want happening amongst a few. I want mass adoption. I want every woman, man, however old, from every single walk of life to be using her in the next couple of years. So fashion rental is broader, as I've mentioned. This is part of a much wider issue that we are trying to tackle. I want the girl who is shopping on fast fashion websites and has never even heard of the concept of rental before to be shown her and to be like okay this is really interesting let me give it a go so for me I will not stop until that happens and we get adoption on a really really mass level in terms of more her specifically the way that we do that is we tie up all the retailers and the leading fashion brands that we know our community love already and start really scaling that out so I want rental to be a a UK wide solution not a small group solution and and we're definitely heading that way. But for me, that's probably the most exciting part of of where I see this going. And I think anything we can be doing to promote sustainable consumption is to your point about going to platforms and and opting in and opting out. The most impactful thing you can actually do is try something once. (laughs) You might love it, you might hate it, you might decide that you don't need to use it every three days, but you can use it every three months, but give it a go. In the same way that we saw that big shift happening with the Ubers and the Airbnbs, once upon a time when Airbnb was a really weird, concept that we were going to share a house with someone else and now it is our go-to that is the change that I want to see happen within the fashion industry and within the people that really really want to change their mindset so yeah my one takeaway is if you haven't tried it yet give it a go and decide for yourself oh that's really nice I love that I have to be honest I've had a lot of instances over the past couple of weeks where people have come up to me just will be I'll be at an event or like like a family or friends party or something and somebody will run up to me and say oh, I listened to you, I rented this. And I'm like, oh, well done, this is great. This makes me feel good. So it means that all my harping on on social media is yeah. working. <laughs> it's such a big deal. And I think so many people I've seen from like different walks of life have really invested in the, in the rental scene, not maybe realising before doing it that it was for them. Yeah. And I think something that I love about it is time will make it even more but rental is actually quite inclusive especially if it's peer-to-peer because you know if I bought a dress and then (laughs) needed to make some money off of it I can do that but then I'm a size six if someone else was a size whatever size it might be most platforms do actually go up to quite large sizes and I think it's just a case of recruiting people to get on the platform Mm. it's not necessarily stopping people from being on there because you don't carry them it's just making sure that they're aware of it making sure that they're able to to be part of the world of rental. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool because you could be a size 24 and also buy a really, really nice dress. And or, there's always going to be somebody who wants to rent it. Yeah. And by putting it on the platform, you're giving somebody the opportunity. Exactly. And what I, my end thing to that was not every fashion brand actually does that. So if you do go on a fashion rental site, it's not the same as going on one person's website because you're there's so many different options. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. And you said that the key word of awareness, and that's all this is. This is education and this is awareness until we can build, obviously, a next billion dollar business. But also on top of that, actually, how can we build a business that is a household name? And yeah, anything uh, you guys can be doing to make that happen, please let me know. We will do. So if people wanted to find you online or if they wanted to rent a dress or an outfit, where can they go? 
So you can head to www.her.com, that's H-U-R-R.com, and our Instagram's at her, where you can see all our fabulous community and how they style and rent their outfits too. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So we've come to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Sustainably Influence and make sure that you're following us and liking and subscribing on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast provider. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.